Having a CRM, a customer relationship management software or application, is going to help you streamline your business, keep control of those relationships. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. It's Christine, your host of the Startup Student Podcast, as you know by now, or if you're listening to this episode and it's your first episode ever, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. I'm back. This is the third episode of out of four for a series of the phases of a startup. And I'm joined again by lovely David Bell that has a lot, a lot of experience working with startups, being a startup himself once upon a time, exiting businesses, growing other businesses. So lots of lots behind, lots of knowledge behind there. If you want to listen more about who he is and what he's done, make sure you listen to the first episode if you haven't yet. And also to the second, of course, because they're all amazing. Welcome back, David. Hi, Christine. Great to be back here with you, recording more great content for our listeners and super excited how we're going to explore further all about the growth, which is something that, you know, most of us want to achieve in our business, see how we can move it forwards one step at a time. Yes, exactly. And that's scaling the business, that's growing the business, and not just maybe in turnover, of course, but also in, in staff and in services that you're offering. So that can go in all kinds of directions and usually goes hand in hand. And I know you have some experience with that, of course, as well. Maybe we start with that. Can you share a bit more about how it was for you and maybe what were some problems that you encountered and maybe, if, or for sure, other startups will encounter as well? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the thing is with any business, when you're out of the starting blocks, it's, you know, it's super fun. There's lots to learn every day. As I always say, is a school day. You're always learning regardless where you are on your journey of building and growing a business. But once you start to gain momentum in the early stages, pretty much most business owners are keen to go to the next level, you know, and that, as you said, Christine, doesn't growth doesn't necessarily mean turnover. And let's remember, at the end of the day, turnover is vanity and profit is sanity. So you can have the biggest turnover in the world, but if you're not making any money, then you kind of think, well, where are we going to go with this? So you've got to get the balance right. And for me, when growing a business, and certainly with the businesses I've been involved with and am involved with today, you know, you've got to get the balance right. You've got to get the sales generated. It's really important. You've got obviously sales coming through, which is going to generate revenue. You've got to make sure you have the right team around you because the team are super important to growth of a organization. The wrong team, the wrong balance can upset the apple cart very early on. So making sure you've got the right people in the room, around the table, the right expertise, the right knowledge, the right skill sets, or being able to have the right people and teach them the skill sets as well, which is a very interesting you know, way to look at things. Because at the end of the day, a startup business, when it's growing, has to have people that are going to work well together. They're going to have to you know, pull together, understand each, each other pretty well. It's a bit like a marriage in a way. You, know, you need to know how they work what might upset them, what, you know, how they need to be looked after and praised and stuff like that. So you are a family 
And when you're growing that business, you need to work together so, so closely. So you might bring the right people in, maybe don't have the right skills. And then it's about upskilling those individuals and giving them the knowledge and experience they need as the business grows and develops moving forwards. Yeah, that is right. And I'm happy that you're talking about, let's say, recruiting, <laughs> getting people on board. I always also say, I mean, yeah, there's two ways to look at it. One is you get people in that already have a lot of experience and have the skills that you either lack or that you do not wish or can do anymore because obviously you're growing so you you can't do everything there will be all of a sudden you become more a manager rather than maybe the executing person let's say I have a friend who's actually also in that phase he now has 10 employees and he said I I, I can't can't handle the clients anymore because I used to but I, I I'm not a project manager or anything I, I can't do that anymore so I'm, I'm looking now for a project manager who can take that off so bit by bit all the tasks that he was doing when you're starting out by yourself or with a co-founder you're all of a sudden that person that does all and then bit by bit you start outsourcing bit by bit maybe you get to people in and employ them or yeah like you say you get someone in that you can then train with the skills and everything that will grow with you obviously that have some advantages and disadvantages to it because you will have to invest time into a person and make sure they learn you have to do that I think anyway even though they have the skill set but obviously they have to understand how your company works and how your ethos is, your values and how the processes are that's new to anyone, no matter if they have the skill set or not. But also what I would suggest, and sometimes people don't do that because I guess for ego reasons, if you employ someone, try always to get someone who will be better than you, <laughs> I think. So try to look at it not as, oh, I'm, I'm the founder, I need, to, I need to be the best at everything. You can't be, that's the first thing, because you won't have time for everything anymore. And someone else will have their own way and might be better at, at some things than you are. And that is great because you want your company to grow. You want the best for your company and you should not have the ego stand in your way to get and recruit people that are better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's a really important factor, you know, making sure that you surround yourself with great people is the way to move your business forward. You don't need to know everything. You just need to be great at bringing that team together and making them function and support each other and output the best outcomes. So I always say, you know, you surround yourself with the best people, the best finance officer, the best marketeer, the best salespeople, the best administrators, the best technicians, support people. And if you look at lots of successful entrepreneurs, some that we will know by name and others, you know, you might read in a book or something like that, they've all got one thing in common. They realize their weaknesses and their strengths. They focus more on their strengths than their weaknesses. And then they bring people in to cover off those weaknesses or areas that they don't enjoy working in. So why would they do it anyway? Or areas they know that you know, they're not the best person suited to do that work. Let the expert, the person that has got that knowledge and skill, take over, do it better, probably more efficiently in a better time frame, and the output will be obviously at a greater level and standard as well. So yeah, my top tip, you know, when growing a business, surround yourself with great people internally, i.e. people you might employ, but 
also externally as well that you might outsource to or might be able to assist you, guide you, give you some advice along the journey. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it takes some time, obviously, before you can outsource something because you do need the funding. You can also go in overdraft and all of that if you like, but you do need to be at a certain point to be able to actually give work to someone else and also mentally to be ready, really. But I can tell you from my own experience that outsourcing or getting in someone in to be employed at the moment i'm still in the outsourcing phase let's say but i i'm outsourcing to an agency that's helping with some digital stuff and an agency that's helping with paid ads a strategist plus also a virtual assistant so there's a now a lot of people that do a lot of things probably also better than me in certain things because they are expert in their own field and you always it's always good to have an understanding about what's going on and what you want to outsource to actually know if that person is a good person to outsource to because I think that can be or to employ that can be a bit difficult often we don't know maybe something let's say you don't know anything about marketing and you try to get someone else who's doing your marketing or let's say just more specific social media how do you actually know this person is going to do a good job and how how do you know what to measure and how to to measure actually if, if it's a good way of doing things and I think that's one challenge uh, when it comes to outsourcing or recruiting someone is to have a basic understanding of what is a good standard but not wanting or can do it all yourself in detail and then outsources to people knowing that they probably will do a good job <laughs> Yeah, and it's really important you have a understanding. You don't necessarily need to have all the expertise, but you need to have a you know a firm understanding of what it is that you are asking them to do, because then you've got some kind of output measurement to measure them by. And I kind of use the analogy if you think about finance, you know, as the owner of the business, you know, be it the founder or the CEO, the person that's kind of responsible for the overall arching organization, you need to know your numbers. Uh, you need to know, you know, your profit and loss, your balance sheets, your inputs and outputs, how much money you're making, how much money you owe, how much money you might owe to the tax or, you know, uh, from VAT or corporation tax, whatever it might be. You need to understand what these figures are, but it doesn't mean you need to be the person calculating them and working them out. But you need to know how those figures interpretate. So you've got to have a firm understanding of these areas. It's a bit like marketing. You know, you don't need to know how the marketing is actually done, but you need to be devising and supporting maybe the marketing plan or the strategy. So I think you've got to have an understanding of all the areas of your business. It doesn't mean you need to be the person implementing and doing everything. And that's where you would outsource. That's where you delegate to someone internally, maybe to a degree. That's where you might automate some of those processes internally as well. Yeah, and... Another thing that also I think is a lot of times uh, can be a problem is when you are, let's say, a solopreneur or in, in two, you're two people, co-founders of something, you, you have an overview, you have things on your head. Maybe it's not as organized as it should or could be, but once you start growing, so outsourcing or uh, even more so when you're employing people, you need to be extremely organized. You probably need to start thinking about project management software that you haven't used before because all of a sudden you have people to manage and, and 
overview some projects. You need to know where everything is, at which stage something is, and so on. And this can be sometimes very challenging, putting processes in place, putting systems in place, automizing things, make it as efficient as it could be, takes really some time to be set up. Luckily, there's a lot of technology out there that you can make use of that will help you with that, even for free, that you can get started with. And that's really something I would suggest for everyone, try to be very precise right from the beginning with the data. So meaning with, I don't know, if, you, if you're organizing a conference, for example, have like a, a CRM where you have all the speakers saved and, and put in some, some information about them. If You can even do that even if you don't have a conference to organize. But if you're meeting a lot of people at networking events, keeping track of who you've met, where, what you wanted from them, what you can provide to them, what they're doing, uh, and some personal information you might have. Back in the days, I was writing these on the back of business cards, which is fine, but it's, it's always great if you have already a system behind things, behind the data, behind projects, to-do lists and stuff, and it will make it easier, I think, to progress into a bigger team because then they can just use the same system. So keep that in mind when you start setting up anything, any processes, how can these be flexible afterwards and grow with a growing team, growing projects and growing offerings probably. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love the, you know, the, the, what you were saying about, you know, having some sort of application software such as project management apps or something like that to kind of manage your growth as well a crm system you know for recording kind of all that contact that you have with your prospects and your customers and also logging lots of other valuable information you know software now you know these type of apps are very cost effective and in some cases you said christine are free and available to you know to utilize and if you start to use a lot more of the features, then you can unlock it and you pay on a monthly space subscription. But a couple of the ones that I'm just going to mention here, um, I'm not affiliated with any of these, just to make that very clear, but ones that I uh, use within my business, um, Trello, which is a, a really, really great um you know, kind of planning tool, great for working in teams, great for kind of mapping out, you know, next steps, to-do lists, but in a way that everybody in the team can kind of really come together and see what's happening at each stage of the process. If you want to get a little bit more complex, uh, something like Notion or Basecamp or Monday, three other really great project management apps. But again, we're talking start on a trial basis, see if it works for you. I believe with all of those, I'm going to say bar Monday, I think, actually, I think even Monday, they give you the ability to carry on using it for free. And you just unlock the features as and when you need them. So utilizing these applications, these free to use apps or very low cost apps on a subscription based model allows you to start to grow your business, plan things, get things organized, keep in touch, know what's going on within your organization, who has responsibility for what, when the deadlines are, who's going to action it, what the process is of moving each uh, step forwards as well. Because it might be that, you know, I'm responsible for part one. Once I complete it, it then forwards to somebody else. And the software can do all of that. And that is the great thing about these applications now, the digital modern world we live in, 
that you can utilize these very easily, very simply. You don't need to be an expert, an IT expert. You can download them, a little bit of setup required, a little bit of time invested, and away you go. You've got a fully operating platform that will help manage your business and your decisions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I used to be a Trello person as well. I still have the account for certain things, also to keep keep track of certain projects also just for myself i have used monday because one of my suppliers basically asked if i'm okay to use it because they're using it but i'm, I'm now actually using asana as well and i know mm -hmm. trello and asana for sure they also have the free versions that are completely okay up to a certain growth stage of course but they will be okay for for probably a, a few years to use before you have to actually upgrade to any specific features and for um, crm systems i mean there's also customized of course i'm i'm a big fan of hubspot that i am using and again that's for free up to I think it was one million contacts that you can add there. It does have marketing features for, for email systems and stuff like this, which cost money. But if you're investing into a different marketing email system, let's say, then it might be worth considering, okay, let's take everything there. So if you're paying already anyway somewhere else, it might be worth considering having it all in one. But it gives you so many great features and you can customize it so much with certain tags and everything so if if you want to i don't know filter by location by people or uh, filter by what they're doing or whatever tag you're going to give them so when i was running conferences i can uh, have tags for speaker 2020 or investor or startup pitching or pitching event in malmo or whatever it was and you can just with one click then get all this data and also email i know that's right you can even email for free up but there's some limitations i don't remember but you can still have newsletter and everything even on the free version mm, and Like you said, it all requires some setup time, but it's really, really worth it. So if, you, if you're doing it right from the beginning and not just, oh, I don't have time, I just put David Bell in as David Bell without anything else, then you will have to have that work at some point. So put all the information in at the beginning and that will really save you a lot of time afterwards. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that when... Again, if we're talking about one or two people, founders at the beginning and then they grow, is you probably have not even written down a lot of things. <laughs> so processes, maybe things about your brand, your tone of voice, your, your values, anything really that has to do with the company because it was grown, uh, it was, yeah, it, it was born. That's what I wanted to say. It was born by you or you two as co-founders. And you know everything inside out. But new people that come in, even if you outsource, it, it's great to have an onboarding process how you can basically give them all the information they need about you, about your style, about your values, about your tone of voice, and about processes. And have it all written down, not just in, in like meetings explaining things, because uh, as we all know, uh, information will get lost. But if people have something that they can refer to that really really helps. Yeah, and CRMs are really important for developing and moving a business forward. It certainly, which all businesses will have, they will have customers and having a CRM, a customer relationship management 
software or application is going to help you streamline your business, keep control of those relationships. HubSpot, Christine, 100%, love it. Great, great package. Certainly for someone that maybe has, you know, a limited budget from the outset, HubSpot is a great one to get started with, but others worth a look. And I would say to anyone, have a look at them because you might find some features are more relevant to you than someone else. But HubSpot, Zoho, Pipe Drive is another really powerful one. Keep that used to be known as Infusionsoft, which is really good, but it's much more expensive. It's one of the more expensive ones. And of course, most people will know CRM from Salesforce, which is the creme de la creme, but it tends not to be really designed for the small startup size businesses. Be great once you're probably hitting medium into corporate size, then maybe Salesforce is worth a look. But of course, being the kind of the best of the best, it does come with the best of the best price tag as well. But something else really useful to know about a CRM system, as you said, Christine, is keeping all that information. But simple little things like, you know, when you're speaking to somebody, one of your customers, and you're just asking them conversations, you're building a relationship with them, noting down things like their favorite football team or what hobbies or interests they've got. Maybe, you know, something about if they mention they've got children and they say they go to a certain club or school, because the next time you speak to them in a month or two's time, you can say, oh, you know, Liverpool, because that was your football club, for example. I noticed they won at the weekend. How great was that? And the customer automatically thinks that you've remembered all this really feature-rich information about them, about their children, their names of their children, or what clubs or societies they're part of. But the fact is, you listened the first time, you documented that in your CRM system. And as you say, when you make a call, it can flag up that screen, it auto-pop that screen, or if someone calls in, that screen will pop up with all that information, and it's all at your fingertips. And it's a great way of maintaining those relationships and showing that you do really care. Yeah, also birthdays, for example, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I do have still some people when I message on their birthday and they sent back the other day, you know, it amazes me that every year I get a message from you. I don't have anything to do with these people anymore, maybe, <laughs> but I used to and I'm still thinking it's important enough for me to, to wish them a happy birthday and they really like it. I will link to all of these that we have mentioned on the creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast page. So if don't worry, if you if you didn't write them all down whilst we were mentioning them, you have all the links in there. Is there anything else you want to mention? I mean, we can, again, talk about this topic probably even longer, but we're getting closely to the end. I just want to give you the opportunity, anything else that you thought that needs mentioning to mention. Yeah, I think finally, you know, CRM doesn't need to be complicated. If you don't want to use a dedicated package, just using somewhere where you can record information. So it could be, you know, a contact book or something like that, like something like Outlook, you know, is a very in itself a basic CRM system. Maybe you use, you know, something like Microsoft Notes or something like that, just where you can record information. And it could be as, as basic as a spreadsheet. That was kind of the old fashioned way, you know, logging line by line, you know, the customer information. Obviously, do think about how you protect that data, because if we do have, obviously, throughout Europe, GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation, so if you're holding that information, make sure it's held securely, make sure it's password protected, make sure, you know, if anything does happen, you are compromised, you're able to acknowledge and confirm with those people you hold data on that there has been a breach. Hopefully it won't happen, but we do need to consider these things as well. But CRM, great way of managing relationships with your clients. Project management, great ways to make sure projects run smoothly, on time and on budget. 
So, yeah, I think that's kind of what we've covered in this afternoon's show is, is about being, being organised, managing and driving your business forward by surrounding yourself with great people. Yeah, I agree. And right from the start, even if it's just, in air quotes, you that's doing everything, who knows, because all this information is valuable, or the CRM system, for example, is valuable also if you are one person, a one-man show, because then you have all at your fingertips, as David said. But keep in mind, once you're growing this what you're using now can grow as well, or is at least set up to be able to move to a different system. I think that's the last thing that I want to say. If you want to move across platforms, there always should be like a, a download and upload kind of function <laughs> where you can export and import certain contact and information. I think really important as well, because if, you, if you're moving to a different platform, I had this actually, the person that used Monday changed to ClickUp. And asked me, oh, can we change to ClickUp? <laughs> I was like, okay, let's change to ClickUp. But he was able to basically just export and import all the data. So we didn't have to set up everything from scratch again, of course. Right, that was it for today. I'm looking forward to the fourth episode with you. Thank you so much for your time, David. And speak to you next time. Thank you very much, Christine. Look forward to it. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.